This Spotlight edition of the Security Ledger podcast is sponsored by DigiCert. DigiCert is the world's premier high-assurance digital certificate provider, simplifying SSL, TLS, and PKI, and providing identity, authentication, and encryption solutions for the web and the Internet of Things. Check them out at digicert.com. Hello, and welcome to a Spotlight edition of the Security Ledger podcast. I'm Paul Roberts, Editor-in-Chief at the Security Ledger. In this episode of the podcast, you know, we see this pull into things like uh, DevOps, right? This dynamic infrastructure that is also server-based, but, you know, can grow and shrink as capacity happens. And uh, we see a lot of IoT. There's, you know, enterprise identity and access management application servers behind these things. There's a lot of document signing stuff going on, the need for digital document workflows and legally attestable ones with signatures, especially in Europe. So all of these things have pulled uh, on PKI and, and required a lot more of these digital certificates to protect all of the surface area. 20 years ago, public key infrastructure or PKI had a pretty limited remit. It was initially used in security-conscious environments like the military, the intelligence community, and government to secure email communications or to authenticate users to applications. Since then, however, both the scale and applications of PKI have exploded. Today, PKI certificates are used to sign and secure electronic documents and online transactions, and increasingly to secure communications between connected devices on the Internet of Things. Moreover, as digital transformation and DevOps have taken hold within the enterprise, the demand for PKI to secure critical development and production infrastructure has exploded. In fact, a recent survey of PKI use at 400 organizations globally found that the typical enterprise is managing more than 50,000 digital certificates, with most dedicated to securing users, servers, web applications, email, and mobile devices. That's a 43% jump year over year, according to the survey. Not surprising, IT managers are feeling overwhelmed by the sudden growth in the population of certificates within their organizations. 61% of those surveyed said that they were concerned about the time required to manage PKI certificates in their environment, while 47% reported having encountered rogue or unmanaged certificates. What explains the massive growth in the use of digital certificates? And what can organizations do to manage the fast-growing population of PKI certificates? To answer those questions, we invited Brian Trupek, the Senior Vice President of Product at DigiCert, back into the Security Ledger Studios. In this conversation, Brian and I talk about the many findings in DigiCert's recent State of PKI Automation Survey. We talk about the dangers that lack certificate management can pose for enterprises. My name is Brian Trupek. I am the Senior Vice President of Product at DigiCert. Brian, welcome back to the Security Ledger podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be back. So we have you on the show this week to talk about some really interesting data that DigiCert has pulled together around the problem of certificate management, in particular, kind of the challenge that organizations are having with the growth in digital certificates. My first question to you is, first of all, for listeners who aren't familiar with DigiCert, tell us what DigiCert does and then tell us what you do at DigiCert. Sure. Yeah. So DigiCert is the world's leader in uh, PKI technologies. 
pretty much everything that is connected to the internet um, and anything that is operating on a network relies on PKI for authentication, for integrity, for data protection. Uh, and we are the company that is the world leader in providing those technologies uh, to solve those problems. And my role within Digicert is I, I am the senior vice president of product. And so all of the things that we're doing to address the various aspects of the PKI market, whether it's you know the public facing SSL certificates, um, or you know automation technologies, or code signing technologies, DevOps, uh, you know the different places they're being used. All of those product groups kind of roll up uh, into my organization, and uh, we just help kind of push that whole roadmap forward for how we're helping customers solve these problems. And and tell us a little bit about you. You all put together this survey, taking a look at digital certificate management really across industries. And tell us a little bit about how the, the idea behind this came about. Yeah, so it's interesting, right? I mean, if you look at the PKI, um, you know, kind of industry, it, it's, uh, you know, it's an interesting, kind of an interesting territory out there. Um, there's a lot of confusion, I think, uh, as, as people kind of think, uh, you know, think about it and say, well, how, how does this work? And we are seeing some trends happen where, you know, the lifetimes of certificates are getting shorter based off industry compliance and things like that. Uh, we're seeing them used um, more, much more frequently in a lot of, uh, you know, kind of settings that maybe they hadn't been used before. Um, and so, you know, this kind of creates a problem. And we kind of wanted to go talk to customers and talk to people who aren't customers, but are in this space and say, how is this impacting you? Right. And so we went and talked to 400 um, enterprise organizations and asked them how this is impacting their job and, and kind of, you know, let's verify some of the assumptions we've talked about. And, and where are you guys actually seeing challenges? Where are you seeing successes? And um, what's the future look like for you? How, how is this going to change what you're doing? And, and I think that was the nature of what we tried to do with this uh, survey was get answers to some of that. So kind of top line takeaway from this survey, you found in this survey of 400 IT managers that on average, these enterprises were managing, and I got this number right, 50,000 digital certificates. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, they're, they're managing a whole lot. And I think, you know, it's, it's the nature of who we ask too, right? You're looking in enterprise and I think we're seeing transformation. Um, you know, I mean, heck, just kind of look at the the, the world right now and everything, you know, shifted to online and remote services and QR codes in restaurant. And, and you don't think about it, but behind all of that stuff and that shift to digital is, is a shifting security perimeter for organizations, as well as more technologies to allow people to remotely access them, whatever it is. Um, and so I think you, you see some, some growth because of that. And then, you know, the, the larger kind of megatrend that's been happening of people moving um, that their, their security perimeter for their organization to embrace cloud and go through cloud transformation or hybrid cloud environments, you know, that, that drastically increases the surface area for the things they're deploying, the number of servers they're running, the number of services that are happening, uh, how things are authenticating and all these things fundamentally rely on certificates. So I think, you know, you see this growth and this concentration that's kind of pinned to a lot of these, um, you know, trends and, and things that are happening out there. What types of functions are these certificates supporting? So, I mean, obviously, we think about digital certificates, obviously, backing, um, you know, uh, web servers and and web traffic or email traffic, and kind of rooting identity for those types of exchanges. But when we're talking about fifty thousand, obviously, many, many more applications. What are what are some of the things that uh, are really accounting for uh, this population, this very large population within you know enterprises? 
Yeah, that that is a great question. So you're right. Like the 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 items that you kind of listed off, that's that's kind of the the bread and butter. We're all used to that, you know, certs being on servers and, and being used on shopping carts and all those things. But you know, kind of growing beyond that, you know, we see this pool into things like uh, uh, DevOps, right? This dynamic infrastructure that is also server based, but you know, can grow and shrink as capacity happens and all of those things. Uh, we see a lot of IoT where it's it's kind of a whole nother podcast, but IoT has kind of shifted in the last seven years from merely just wanting a secure connection to something uh, or, or provide uh, device identity uh, to now want device identity, secure co- uh, connection, firmware signing, right? There's a lot more complexity that PKI is being used in IoT itself. Uh, but then bringing back up out of IoT, there's you know enterprise identity and access management, um, you know, the ap- application servers behind these things, there's a lot of document signing stuff going on, um, you know, as people are, are embracing those. And, you know, again, back to this change with remote work, the need for digital document workflows and legally attestable ones with signatures, especially in Europe, you know, that has just, you know, mushroomed, right? That, that's, that's turned into a gigantic thing. So all of these things have pulled uh, on PKI and, and required a lot more of these digital certificates to protect all of the surface area. You all found in your survey that, um, you know, what you called kind of leaders and laggards, that, that basically there were organizations out there that were actually pretty on top of this challenge of, of managing certificates and others that were really struggling. Talk just a, a little bit uh, about kind of what separated the, the leader organizations from the, from the laggard? Uh, I think, Paul, the first step is realizing you have a problem, right? That's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of what happened here. We need like a 12-step program for... Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they see this. And, and there's, there's the folks that are in the know. They, they understand the complexities and they understand, uh, you know, kind of the ingress of all of these certificates into their environment. They're coming on everything, right? They take an enterprise, you get a phone system, they're coming with certs on them. You're getting... You know, Wi-Fi cameras, they're coming with certs on them. You're getting servers and laptops. You know, it's endless, this array of things coming in. And, you know, it's funny, I've, I've had customers uh, describe it to me. I love, I love how they describe it, where, you know, the, the problem of all these certs coming in and not, you know, just knowing they're coming from everywhere, but not knowing where they are, uh, they describe as these little landmines that are just going to blow you up at some point, And you just don't know they're there until they blow up. Right. And so <laughs> this is what I think they're looking at is, you know, how do I get my hands around finding all of those landmines so I can understand and assess which ones do I care about? If that blows up, I am never going to care about it. But this one over here, well, that's super important. If that blows up, we, we need a process around that. We need some technology around that because that can never blow up. Right. And so, you know, I think there's the customers that kind of have that um, realization and and maybe kind of feel self-defeated at the same time because it is such a large problem. Uh, and then I think on the other side of it is, is the folks who maybe don't see that, right? They have it, but they, they, they don't necessarily have the, the um, view of that whole problem. And so they're like, yeah, I think we're doing okay, right? The website's staying live, you know, execs are happy. I think the, I think the systems are going okay. In, until they blow up, right? We, we, I think we had something like two thirds of respondents say that they had outages related to these certificates on production systems and, and things like that. So I, I think everybody eventually learns this lesson, um, but we definitely saw this thing where the, the companies that were you know, more involved in the problem space and understood it felt that they were also doing worse because they, they had perspective of the whole problem than 
the organizations that maybe weren't covering all of that, right? And 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 um, you know, viewing that whole problem, they they're like, oh, I think we got this under control. So it's just a very interesting contrast. Yeah, and I mean, anybody who's ever managed anything online that uses certificates um, probably has had the experience of forgetting about them because most of the, obviously for the most part, they do kind of work perfectly in the background and keep everything humming until they don't, in which case everything breaks instantly. <laughs> um, and I'll speak from personal experience. You know, I've, I've, I've gotten burned there too. And um, it is one of those things where, you know, it's, it's kind of like any kind of critical infrastructure, you know, you, you basically, it's invisible to you until it stops working, in which case you, you realize how critical it is. Um, so, I mean, one of the, one of the, um, findings of this survey that, that you did of, of these 400 IT managers, uh, is that, uh, uh, nearly a majority, I think 40, 47, I'm sorry, nearly half, um, which I guess would be a majority too, but nearly half said that they, in their, um, uh, management of their certificate population had frequently discovered what are, what they, what you guys refer to as rogue certificates, which sounds malicious, although they aren't necessarily, but talk about this rogue certificate problem. What, what are these certificates? And, and in your experiences from the survey, what do we know about how they work their way into an enterprise ecosystem where in theory, the only certificates should be managed certificates? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the point, right? You you kind of have these um, IT organizations, and and the ones that are are you know kind of more down that life cycle of uh, management, they have a, a view that okay, we do have managed certificates, and we've got some things under control, and there's a system for this. Um, even in that use case, like I was talking about just a minute ago, there's so many ways that certs can come into the environment, right? With the things you're buying, the software that you're purchasing and loading, that you know, all the different hardware that's coming in and, and devices that are connected, all this stuff can bring in certificates. But not only that, there's also these, um, you know, kind of rogue IT processes, if you want to think of it that way, where like the marketing departments a lot will happen to, you know, stand up some promotional website and then they also need a certificate. It, so they just go, you know, obtain that certificate so they can get the promotional website up and, and they deploy that thing. Uh, that promotion runs great. That website sits there and is doing its work. And then, you know, a year later, the, the cert expires and IT never knew that that cert was procured. Um, you know, maybe they tangentially even knew that that domain existed because it was some vanity, you know, <laughs> marketing domain. You know, the point is they're not even maybe tracking the domain. They're maybe not checking even the, the resources being used to provide that. Maybe it's wholly external in some service providers, you know, network. It's not even in the corporate network, but yet this becomes a piece of their business, right? It's providing some promotions and some, maybe some, you know, customer capture, you know, endpoints or something. And so, you know, th th this is where we see these rogue certificates come in and, and there's a lot of processes by them uh, that brings them into that network. And, and then the challenge is obviously you didn't you didn't know it's there. Right. Now you've got something you're dependent on to provide some aspect of your business. I have no idea where that thing came from. Uh, so I'm certainly not tracking it because I didn't even know it was there. And then it explodes and, and we have trouble. So I think you know, this was the number one thing that the respondents reported uh, as their problem. Uh, these rogue certificates, they, they just burn everybody. Hmm. Um, are, are we talking about kind of the, just the quick and dirty let's encrypt type certificates or, or not necessarily these might be, um, you know, managed, but just by somebody else. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it really could be anything, Paul. So, it, it, yeah, you could get somebody, you know, putting some cheap cert like we're, we're you're talking about there. Um, it, it could be going, you know, somebody buying a full-blown cert from yet another provider that that IT organization doesn't have a relationship with, so they don't have any visibility that it happened, um, you know, and maybe they don't have the tool set and, and things inside their environment to find and locate all these certs. Uh, but I think that's, you know, kind of on the, the public um, publicly trusted certificate side of the equation. When you think about, you know, as we ask these respondents, how, how many, you know, percentage-wise of certs they were managing that were publicly trusted, meaning web browsers will trust them for transactions versus private, meaning only their environment trusts them. It was, uh, you know, just under half were the private certificates, right? So their problem is also kind of of their own making, right? They have these private certificates. And, you know, what's interesting is with those private certificates, um, you know, they deploy those out. Maybe they have a Microsoft CA running internally or, you know, EJB CA or something that's connected to some service. But oftentimes, you know, especially in the DevOps, um, you know, kind of category, you'll be signing payloads of servers to make sure that they, they have integrity as they run. They have remained unchanged as they're operating. Uh, you'll be signing uh, authentication connections with PKI between those uh, uh, those servers and those payloads, payloads as you're deploying them out into Kubernetes or something. Uh, and those are all private certificates and, and they're very functional and they keep that environment secure for them. But those go out too. They expire at some point too. And so it's, you know, when you look at it this way, the whole problem is, well, let's manage all the things that I buy or, or are purchased for public trust. Let's manage all the things that come in on the back end that I'm introducing that, that are used in a private trust model. And then all the things that come in, um, you know, with all of the devices and all the software uh, from everywhere else that, you know, can be a mix and match of, of, of the two things. So it, it's a you know, it's kind of the, the scope of it is, is pretty interesting. You're listening to a spotlight edition of the Security Ledger podcast. This podcast is sponsored by DigiCert. Yeah, I mean, you, you bring, I mean, I think this dynamic exists in so many different contexts, which is that, you know, you have many people within your organization who are not kind of read in on the PKI or certificate management problem. They're really just, <clears throat> whether it's marketing or some other department, application development, just trying to get their job done. And yeah. they're not, and they kind of don't see the big picture of, you know, risk, whether it's business disruption or something else around around PKI certificate populations, right? That's just not part of their job description. <laughs> Automation is one way to take them out of that loop in some ways and and also, you know, get rid of the, you know, the downside of loose certificate management. When yeah. we're talking about PKI automation, certificate automation, what are we talking about exactly as apart from like what organizations or what many organizations do now to manage their certificates? You know, as we talk to customers, as, as we look at what the problem space is, there's a lot of components to it to really do it, right? It's not like you can just, you know, say, hey, let's, let's automate the request of that certificate or let's automate the installation of that certificate onto a device. That's great. That's good. But when you listen to the problems like rogue certificates and, and we got private and public and, and ingress of all these other devices on my network, it's larger than just automating things and, and connecting them to be deployed and, and update, right? It's the first step is finding them, right? Like I, I need an inventory of these things. Where, where, what, what is inside of the places I care about? Um, you know, so like, so like identify the properties, the IP addresses, the domain names, the you know, the, the clusters out in Azure or whatever, identify all the places you care about, Yeah, figure out what is there. And, and that's kind of the server-based stuff, right? Because then there's this other dimension, Paul, that's, well, what's on my 
you know, I'm an enterprise. What's on my users' laptops? Like, have I provisioned search through Active Directory that is now being used on those laptops to connect to Wi-Fi or VPN or, or you know, all these other use cases? Those are going to expire too. Uh, I need this ability to see all of these things in all these different places um, within my network and within my user base that is on my network. Um, and now I kind of have that map, right? And I can understand, okay, here's when things are going to be expiring. Here's what's out there. Here's the field of stuff. Here's some user certificates, some private certificates, public certificates, IoT certificates. Here's all these things. Now I can start to implement policy as an organization and say, well, you know, what do I want to do with these? Well, there's this class of things that I'll never care about. So just hide them. I don't want to ever worry about those again. Like I just quit cluttering my dashboard. Right. And mm -hmm. then there's, there's this class of things where it's like, no, no, that's, you know, that is our, our four, you know, most um, prized uh, services in the company. If those things ever went down, we're talking, people are losing jobs. So let's go, um, let's go talk about those. Right. And so you have this prioritization in these organizations, once they have the data to, to figure out, to figure out where's the highest risk areas, right. And, and risk being assessed by however they assess risk in their organization, but they start kind of coming down and saying, okay, well, well, let's get some processes in place because, you know, there's other things related to that service besides the certificate that they probably care about too, as a high risk process. Uh, let's associate this with that. And then they can start to look at it and say, okay, well, as let's let's get automation in place around the notifications and let's get those things into our ITSM systems or into you know the places where we're going to handle enterprise change management. Um, and when they're in there now, you know, maybe this is an automated uh, uh, thing where the change window opens and let's go generate those keys. Let's go create those certificates, request them from a CA, wherever that is, and, and install that onto that device, test it and make sure that it works and close that ticket. But ultimately, that's kind of what they're looking at for automation is just being able to discover, manage, an manage that inventory, get some notification about this thing, and then automate you know, this, the process of renewing that or requesting that um, and, and configuring that and testing that server to see that it worked. And I mean, one of the things your survey raised is the need to really do that in a, in a centralized way that that many of the companies that you surveyed had multiple departments that were trying to manage certificates separate from each other, maybe just within their area of purview. But there, there was no corporate wide or organization wide certificate management process. And I, I guess the, the implication of that is there probably should be. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, it's interesting. I think it was like one, one third of the customers had three or three or more departments managing. Yeah, right. Um, and, and, and what's interesting about that is, you know, and, and if there's any customers, uh, enterprise customers of digital listening right now, I love you folks, but this is the things I hear from them is, you know, Hey, we're the PKI group and we manage all the certificates centrally as the customer. Right. And then as you're doing some discovery with them or, or you know, inventorying assets, then they're like, where did these come from? And it's like, well, I thought you said you were managing them all. No, I, we don't know where these came from. Who did this and where are they coming from? Oh, there's this other group over here and they're managing this universe of certificates. And oftentimes these days it's related to DevOps. That seems to be the bad guys these days. They're doing all kinds of things on their own. Um, and then, you know, the two groups talk and it's this kind of turf war, right? Where it's like, no, we're supposed to manage the certs, but hey, we're DevOps, man. We want to move quick. We want to manage our certs. Mm -hmm. And you, know, you kind of have this sharks and the jets thing go on and, and they figure <laughs> it out. But it's, um, you know, that's kind of the nature of what we see is, is there is confusion. There's not necessarily, even when they think there's a centralized resource, there's maybe not a centralized resource. So, I mean, we've talked about some of the consequences of, you know, 
poor certificate management or, or unsuccessful unsuc- certificate management, namely, you know, downtime, you know, disruptions in productivity, you know, uh, reputational harm and, you know, angry customers, that type of stuff. Um, you know, obviously we know that the bad guys also um, target certificates. They use them to sign malicious code or to impersonate companies um, as part of, you know, uh, cyber attacks. Is that part of the risk landscape as well for loose certificate management um, that uh, some of these certificates may find their way into the wrong hands? Um, yeah, I mean, it's that's an interesting conversation. I mean, I think the short version is, generally speaking, you know, from the publicly trusted certificate side of the house, um, there's validation procedures, there's authentication procedures, there's there's stuff in places, you know, depending on the type of certificate, certainly like an EV certificate is going to have the most strict validation, you know, verifying people's employment, copyrights and legal things about the company. It, you know, that would be an extremely hard vector for somebody to exploit. Um, and, you know, and and as you get down to kind of like the lower end where you're talking, you know, maybe like a let's encrypt, I mean, there's still a validation mechanism there. It's, it's doing domain based validation to ensure that that server can request it. But, you know, who actually has ownership of that server? If I hack to that server and then I can request a certificate, I can still get it, right? So I think there's some of those things. Um, But, you know, there have been, you know, some notable attacks in the past where gaining access to private certificates or or more importantly, the keys for those certificates um, being used for authentication or being used for um, mutual authentication between servers um, when I said authentication the first time, like, you know, authentication into a network versus machine to machine. Uh, but when you're where you're doing those things, you know, obtaining that key and uh, and or certificate that that can provide a, a real challenge. Right. So I think, you know, when you're talking about PK automation and you're talking about the scope of the problem, that's the other thing is, you know, key protection. That's a, a layer of this problem that um, I think some of those customers that are on the leading edge, especially like in the financial services world, they really understand key protections. They've got HSMs, hardware security modules all over the place. They're protecting keys very securely, um, you know, and that is going to mitigate those kinds of risks. And, and that's what I think it comes down to is like, what, what's the risk of the asset you're trying to protect? And then what do you want to do to protect it? Obviously, in financial services, you have an API out there that's going to be doing billions of dollars in transactions. You probably want to protect that key and that certificate with everything you possibly can. Um, you know, if you're running a public website and you know it's uh, giving MLB sports scores, but it has to have SSL on it, it's probably not the same risk vector. So, uh, Brian, one of the findings of the survey was that enterprises manage a third more public certificates. Um, managed by public certificate authorities like DigiCert than private certificates. Are there meaningful differences between how companies should be securing public versus private certificates? What we did in the research here didn't get that granular uh, to answer that. But from my observations, you know, being in this industry for 20 years, uh, is that yeah? Customers have various ways of managing these technologies, and and uh, you know, looking at both ends of the equation. If you look at the the public certificate um, kind of path, right? There's that validation aspect, and you know, the purpose of validation is to um, provide some assurance that the organization or individual requesting that certificate is who they say they are. Uh, it has the authority to do that, owns the asset they're trying to get that certificate on, and, and then you give it to them. That means there's some work to do. It's not just an automated issuance uh, certificate. 
It's one of the things that I think DigiCert has done a, a uniquely uh, good job out there in the market on is where, where we do provide automation. We also allow the customers to obtain certificates of that high quality, uh, but we do clever things where we, we will we'll cash off some of that authentication. We'll allow them to pre-validate you know, portions of it. So when they actually need the certificate in real time for that thing that's happening at that moment, they can get it in near real time. They don't have to wait for that whole validation process, which you know can go off the rails sometimes because there's humans involved and there's different things that happen. And so I think you know there's there's stuff that that happens like that where you know we can help customers be able to obtain things quickly, but still have high assurance and high security. And then you kind of you know go down to maybe like the let's encrypt side of it. You know I think when you're a smaller organization, you know I'm a, a mom and pop shop and I've got a, a single web resource that that might be a viable solution for me. Um, but the challenges come in, you know, just as you start growing as a company, um, what we see and, and the most common complaint we hear about specifically Acme, not to pick on Let's Encrypt, but just Acme as a protocol for requesting those certificates is, you know, they, the enterprises don't want to have, let's say they got 10,000 servers, right? It'd be great. Go put, you know, CertBot on 10,000 servers and have them take care of themselves. Enterprises don't want that because they don't want to open 10,000 holes in their firewalls on those servers for CertBot to reach out 10,000 times. They also don't want those things unattended, uh, changing themselves, perhaps during a production window or something, uh, and having any risk of going down where they don't, they're not monitoring and managing that. That's a very scary thing for an enterprise, right? So it almost makes that um, a, a, an unusable solution in their context. And so what it, what it comes down to is you actually need, you know, kind of more configurable automation that um, is more dynamic and, and, and can sit in the context of behind a firewall and allowing a lot of things to automate through a central point that is communicating externally that they can monitor and manage and now have one hole in the firewall instead of 10,000. And so I think there's interesting things that we see like that, that you know, on the surface, you'd say, oh, CertBot's a great solution. But when you think about the practicality of doing that in an enterprise within change management, change windows, testing, and all the things that you have to do, that, that, that's not great. And then from the, you know, the attack surface management perspective, having that many holes in your firewall, also not awesome. Okay, final question, even though it's kind of two questions bundled in one. But um, uh, obviously, the, the survey is the, the state of PKI automation. So I guess, what is the state of PKI automation as, as you guys see it? And for organizations out there that might be saying, hmm, they raise a really good point about digital certificate and we probably need to automate, what are some uh, initial steps that they can take to get on that path? Yeah, I think the, the state of automation is advancing quickly. Um, we've seen on the publicly trusted side, uh, certificate durations moving downward, right? In terms of 10 years ago, I could get a 10-year certificate and put it on my network and not think about it. Um, you know, now I can get a one-year certificate and, right, there's, it, it just keeps changing. It's going to get less and less and less here. And so I think what they're trying to do is make the certificates lifetime and risk related to them, you know, from an industry perspective, kind of make them have a smaller window. And, and that's good. But you need to have automation to deal with something that's that's changing that frequently. I think DigiCert historically has had some good solutions 
uh, for like the user certificate management and automation of, of dis, uh, distribution and configuration and, and doing the things that happen there for end users and desktops and devices. Um, and, and that's been an interesting spot, but we're seeing that really, um, you know, spark up and get competitive out there as well too, um, which is great, I think, for the whole industry that people are focusing on that aspect now. And then DevOps is kind of a third big bucket um, you know, that continues to grow kind of unbounded, right? And there's all these different things happening with, well, how, how do we manage that? And, and in DevOps, the, 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 the challenge kind of switches to that key management as a primary and a secondary of the cert management there because of the nature of how you're deploying in, in you know, some cloud somewhere. And so I think that's what we see is, is that this is, is it continuing to increase in importance. And as we talk to, you know, people in the survey, they were saying that they're looking at management solutions uh, within the next six to 12 months uh, to start chipping away and, and figuring out these problems and getting a hand on it. Um, and I think that's what we're really looking at as a company is we've got many automation solutions. We've already talked about user certificate space, IoT, um, the, a publicly trusted SSL. We're actually deepening this automation now, right? And we're, we're working on technologies here to make it easier for people to solve some of the challenges that we've talked through here um, and really kind of tie that together and, and just give them the ability to come here to Digicert, manage all of these certificates, whether they've been issued by Digicert or not, right? All those different rogue certs and things that find their way into the network. Let's get them all uh, where you can see them. And, and that's what we're trying to do is, is help customers really get to the bottom of that problem because that the, the, the problem isn't shrinking. It's only continuing to expand. Brian, are we ever going to get to a point where we have fully automated uh, PKI management, where the the humans drop out and uh, and it's all managed by software? Yeah, that that is just such a good question. I mean, I think there's there's great industry debate around that exact question. Um, you know, there's there's different viewpoints on on what's going to happen. I think you're going to continue to see automation play a, a big role here, uh, but I think there's always going to be a role for humans in this process. Yeah, well, it's like it's like the cashiers at uh, at you know the drugstore or the supermarket, right? It's it's slow. It's it's start you know, but but you can see the inexorable shift, right? Like yeah. fewer cashiers, more kiosks, but um, but still humans, right? They're still there. That's right. Hey, Brian Drubeck, thank you so much for coming on and speaking to us on the Security Ledger podcast. It was great uh, great having you on. No, oh, thank you for having me. I really appreciate your time. We will do this again. A- absolutely, love to. You've been listening to a Spotlight edition of the Security Ledger podcast sponsored by DigiCert. DigiCert is the world's premier high-assurance digital certificate provider, simplifying SSL, TLS, and PKI, and providing identity, authentication, and encryption solutions for the web and the Internet of Things. Check them out at digicert.com. DigiCert.